day and you are listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Now, before we get started, there are a few things that you probably need to know about me. I just love helping women in business. Like sometimes I get more excited about their business than they do. And also, I've never actually had a proper job. I've always ran my own business, so it's all I know. I have grown our business, Phonics with Robot Reg, from a small class in a village hall to over 60 franchisees across the UK and Australia. We have created a job that we can do flexibly around our children and have so much fun while we do it. We literally have the dream business. And the best thing is that you can too. And I'm going to show you how. So here we are. Let's start another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello, everybody. I have got Lucy Hutchinson with me today. And Lucy Hutchinson runs Any Little Thing and the Mum's Alphabet of Life. And she's here to chat to us all about her ventures. So hello, Lucy, and welcome. Hello, Charlie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay! So tell people a little bit about you and what you do. Tell us it all. Okie dokie. So, um, as Charlie said, I run uh, Any Little Thing Limited with my business partner, Lisa. We've been running for about four years now. And the idea came about due to the fact that we both worked in care previously. We'd been made redundant um, and we both came up with this idea of assisting the elderly in their homes. So Lisa had a background of domiciliary care already as a carer and I had worked mainly with adults with special needs and we recognised the fact that there were a lot of elderly and vulnerable people living in their own homes that didn't have that extra support that we felt they deserved and needed. So a lot of care companies will go in and help them with their personal care and you know, the medication needs, but there wasn't anyone that could actually offer them that little extra. So we offer services, for example, like cleaning, companionship, taking them to the shops to do their shopping, walking the dog if they have a dog. And most care companies, they have started to change slightly, weren't able to carry out those additional jobs. So what that means then is that they're either struggling on their own or their family are actually doing a lot of those things for them and not spending the valuable time that they should be with their family, sort of enjoying each other's company. So that's how the idea came about. And yeah, this is where we are now. So both really enjoy what we do and we probably do a little bit too much because of our background. You know, we help as much as we possibly can. So this year, I imagine, has thrown some real curveballs your way. Do people need it more than ever? Yeah, it really, really has. So obviously where we've got client-facing business and on top of that, they are vulnerable and elderly. When the lockdown happened, we weren't really sure what we would be able to do safely. So we made the difficult decision actually at that time to cease our services but still go into our most vulnerable clients 
and we kept in touch with all of our customers by offering a free of charge phone call to them just to check in with them make sure they're okay had everything they needed um but yes it was it really has been a difficult time because the elderly and vulnerable need us more than ever I feel um and we had to take that step back to protect them remember the day as clear as a bell Lisa came round and Boris had made his announcements and we just said to each other you know if the elderly aren't allowed out of their house then why should we be allowed in unless they were extremely vulnerable and had nobody um, where we don't offer personal care and, and medication needs was there really a need for us to go in and from a personal point of view I feel there is and there was but obviously we'd not lived through this before um, so we made the difficult decision as I said to sort of take that step back um, and now thankfully we are back out on the road we are going out to see our customers and we use PPE and keep our hands clean you know as you should do anyway keep our distance um, but it has made business very very tricky for us throughout the time. I think that I, I don't know if you you feel like this but I know from my grandparents and things like that that they were really independent and they really wanted to stay at home and, and not go into a care home or anything like that but just from my parents point of view they felt like they needed even if it was just companionship or or whatever so I think it's such a good service that you offer and I imagine that there's so many people out there just so grateful for for what you guys do they they really are it's it's such a rewarding job and I definitely stand behind anyone's decision to stay at home if they can. Um, obviously, sometimes there's additional medical needs or, you know, it's no longer safe for them to live in their own home. But in my experience from the people that we've met, and the, pan the pandemic is a perfect example of that, it can be quite disabling and, and it can be just as disabling for someone to be moved out of their home and into a care home. Everyone else might think that's the right thing to do, but you're asking someone to completely uplift their life, leave their memories behind and go and stay, go and live in a care home. So if, you know, with our services, if we can help them remain independent in their own home and encourage them to sort of still take part in decision-making and, you know, support them as best we can whilst they're living at home then it just gives them a better quality of life so definitely I completely agree with what you said there it must be a hard job though I honestly think you know being a carer is you you couldn't do it if you didn't love it it's it's a hard job it, it can be yes Lisa and I were talking about this the other day actually and it's strange because between the two of us, we have over 30 years experience working in the care industry and it becomes second nature. So, you know, the only way I can do a comparison is, is you know, like motherhood, for instance, you know, you think, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? So then you start and it just becomes second nature. You know, you, you know how to change a nappy, you know how to feed your child and all of the above. And it's the same with, with working with anyone with special needs or vulnerable elderly they're a person at the end of the day and once you sort of commit to working in that field of work that line of work I should say 
it does become second nature. So it can be hard sometimes still for Lisa and I and our team. Um, but you just have to keep coming back to the fact that they're a human being and they have as much right to sort of live a happy life as any of us do. So, you know, you just you just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so me and me and Lucy, for the listeners, have come to know each other just this year through our uh, well through the Entrepreneurs Growth Club and and my member my membership, which Lucy is a part of. And just from um, knowing you for this year, and we've we met for coffee, didn't we? Which was absolutely lovely. You are such a lovely and giving person, um, and I think that that must be ingrained in you from from this job you know you can't be a carer without having that ingrained in you yeah you're totally right thank you so much that's really kind for you to say but I do I do think you're right um sadly it does happen you do see people working in the care industry that don't care and I don't know how they possibly get jobs but um Lisa and I are so passionate about what we do our aim is to set ourselves above the rest and I think if we can continue to do that and set an example then who knows we could perhaps change it up a little bit but it it has to be I think it has to be second nature and so do you find it hard to recruit people you know knowing what you're like and obviously Lisa is similar to to you do you find it hard to build a team around that because notoriously like you say not everybody who works in care does have that outlook and have you found that a challenge in running your business oh most definitely I think that is the biggest challenge that we have is recruitment um, we are quite fussy as to who we we eventually recruit, um, but it, it's definitely the biggest struggle that we see because we are because we are fussy. We want to get it right. Um, it you have to put a lot of trust into people. You know the people that we recruit are, are going into the elderly and vulnerable people's homes. You know um, it's a massive massive risk to take, but you have to take that risk and trust in people in order to um, assist our customers and, and, and do what we say we're gonna do. Our tagline is providing reliable and trustworthy support. So we have to in turn trust that whoever we take on board is going to go forth and do that for us. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a massive challenge. I think we're seeing a different type of person coming forward for a job with a company like ours because I think the pandemic has has definitely forced people to review their lives and we are having a different kind of person coming forward definitely where they want to make a difference and they want to help but it still makes it tough still makes it really really tough I mean I think recruitment is hard in any business you know growing your business in that way spreading your passion and all of those things I think it's hard no matter what industry you're in but I can't imagine how hard it is for you guys because like you say you need to make sure that if someone's going into someone's house under your brand that they are the right person to do that definitely but like you said it it, it shines through in every single business because you you no one is going to have the same sadly it's it's very rare that you're going to come across an employee that has the same passion as you and the same drive as you because it's your business and it's your baby 
Um, and I think that's really important as a business owner to understand that as well, that actually your employees are totally different from you. They haven't got the vision. They haven't got the passion. They're not you. So you can share that with them and give them a piece of it, but they're never going to be as invested as you are. No, no, definitely not. So let's talk about um, the mum's alphabet of life, because this is sort of the other side to what you do. So tell people about about that. Okay, so going back to what you were saying earlier and joining the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, which I'm so, so grateful for, uh, because it came at exactly the right time. You know, we were all sort of wondering what was going to happen with our businesses and such a fab community. So thank you so much. But mum's alphabet of life came up because... Obviously, I was spending a lot more time at home with my three-year-old. Well, he's three in November, so two and a half at the time, I guess. And I had this um, desire to sort of write a book um, that I had an idea for. And obviously, um, starting off with the book, I felt was quite ambitious. So I began with a blog and with Mm. the same idea behind it. And around that, then the Facebook support page was born and the Instagram page was born. And all of a sudden I found myself, you know, the um, with this really great supportive network of other mums and um, the blog sort of sits behind it now. And I think the support pages have kind of overtaken the blog. But again, like you said earlier, I enjoy helping people and it was set up to help other mums and help them feel that they're not alone you know being a mum being a parent is tough and you have many many good times but you can have some really really hard times as well especially if you're a working mum or you're mad like me and you've got you're in business and you're a mum and so yeah that's how mum's alphabet of life was born and I thoroughly enjoy it I I am you know Simon my other half said to me you're mad Lucy you know got so many things that you're doing but I find time I find time to do it and um yeah it fits in nicely with sort of helping other small businesses um and just supporting other mums yeah and I love that my philosophy in life is always that you get what you give and the more you give out the more you'll receive and it's no wonder that you are doing so well because you are so so giving in your businesses in your personal life in in your mum's alphabet of life it's all about giving I I really hope that um yeah I hope I go to heaven for it <laughs> I'm really joking <laughs> I think you will I definitely think you will. again it's second nature to me I just really enjoy helping people so like yourself I just think I should put that to good use and and that's why I I, I carry on to do it and I hope to be able to offer more um, as the time goes on um, but yeah it's it's good fun I love it. What do you find the hardest thing about um, being a mum and running your own business? Oh it's definitely time management. Time management is up there because you never know what's going to happen do you <laughs> from day no, to day. No. Um, Monday my week my week started very very well probably because I got up early and I committed to setting my goals out for the week on my famous whiteboard that I like to talk about and um, I felt really good and the day went really really well and then yesterday it didn't go so well and just in an instant you know it can change so 
time management is definitely one that I struggle with because I feel like my mind is always coming up with all these different ideas and different things to do and I write them down and I have like goals and then I have lists and uh, it can get a bit messy sometimes so I just try and sort of strip it back and take on any of the great training that your group provides and try and keep myself under control Lisa sometimes says to me Lucy stop it you know deal with this thing and then move on to that thing because I get a bit overexcited and and I can't stop myself but um yeah so I've only got myself to blame for that I must I must improve on that because I know that if I improve on my time management then everything will will follow that's definitely the best biggest one I think that um as business owners, time, especially pe- mums in business, parents in business, whatever you are, um, time blocking, time management, having a plan is so key. But also, I think it's key not to beat yourself up if you do have one of those days which isn't ultra productive, because I do think not every single day can be you know, really, really productive. Some days you might spend four hours doing something that, you know, just ultimately is terrible and is a bad idea, but at least you've tried it. You've tried and you failed. You know, sometimes we have to fail as business owners. So I do think, you know, it's okay. You can't to have hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was hilarious. I, I, I got out the car and um, opened up the gates, go into the, the, the stables and, um, I opened the car door onto my head and then I was driving back from the stables and I poked myself in the eye. I don't know. I don't know why or but I feel like it spiraled from there. (laughs) So this is the other thing we should mention. Not only does she run a business, she has a mum's community group. She's mum of a three year old, but you also have a horse. I do. Yes. Yes. Massive commitment. (laughs) Absolutely crackers. And And how, how often do you have to see your horse? Uh, most days usually just once a day um, but really I should be twice a day but I've got really supportive friends at the yard and we sort of help each other out Um, that kind of reminds me actually when when we started up the business any little thing um, we set up the business in in sort of January 2017 I fell pregnant in the March and then we moved house just before I gave birth so it seems I work well under pressure. <laughs> Love it. Um, but it just goes to show that you can fit it all in. You know, when somebody thinks, oh, I don't have time for a hobby. I don't actually, you can fit in whatever you want. You can do it all. I wish I knew this when I was like 21, when I started in business, I didn't have a child. I didn't have anywhere to be, anyone to see. I could have worked more, <laughs> more effectively. Definitely. But um, yeah, it's hindsight's a good thing, isn't it? Definitely, yes. Um, so what do you find the, so we've talked about what you find the hardest thing about running your business. What's your favorite thing about running your business? And yeah, what's your favorite thing about running your own business? I love meeting new people. Um, I love social media aspect and, and talking about the business. Um, I love creating new ideas so I love getting excited about sort of the future and and just thinking of alternative ideas to to spread the word about our business but ultimately it is it is helping people um, I'd say that that is that's the biggest thing um, there's just 
such a lovely feeling when you sort of walk into someone's house and they might be having a really low day or they might have had a fall the previous week or the family aren't talking to them. It could be anything. And you go in and, and you may well be just cleaning their house or helping them with chores within the house, which are tasks that we all sort of take for granted and we just do because we have to, but it just completely turns around their day and puts a smile on their face. And it's just so rewarding. It's really lovely. And what are your plans for the future? Can you let us into any plans? Well, we hope to be able to eventually franchise the business. So Lisa and I are trying to work very, very hard behind the scenes to eventually make that a possibility. Um, there are talks of, you know, eventually being able to perhaps do little social get-togethers for our customers if they want to attend that kind of thing. And um, just becoming a, 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 brand, a branded name that's well known throughout the UK ideally but definitely within Essex so there are sort of big plans or, or goals that we're we're aiming for um, in order to do that then we need to make sure that we've got that team supporting us so that we can you know obviously work behind the scenes at the moment Lisa and I still go out to see customers and um, so yeah it goes back to the recruitment again <laughs> but we'll get there we will get there you absolutely will. Um, so, as you know, I end all of my podcasts with three questions, and this one is no different. So, Lucy, can you tell my listeners who inspires you? Well, this one's going to be a little bit different, but I hope that it resonates with everyone a bit. So, I feel that the majority of the customers, if not all of the customers that I work with, in the past and at present inspire me every single day. So previous to working um, in other fields and obviously within our business, I worked with adults with special needs and it was it is a constant reminder that there are people out there that, that have really, really, really big struggles with everyday life and they just carry on. And they just, it doesn't matter what's thrown at them, they, they continue to, to strive to get what they want and achieve. And um, so I just wanted to sort of put it out there to everybody that no matter how hard your day is or your week, you know, you you can do it. You know, you, you have to change your mindset and really aim for the things that you want in life because there's people out there that struggle far more than you and I due to disabilities or, you know, um, uh, mental disabilities perhaps and and they still do it um I can think of a couple of people in particular um I met a gentleman when I was um on holiday with Lisa actually and he had cerebral palsy and he was severely disabled and he went on all the rides that were at this theme park that we've been to and we were having a chat with him in in one of the queues I think and he said um you know, I'm well aware that I'm very disabled. He was quite difficult to understand, but Lisa and I, because um, we've worked in the field for years, could understand him. And um, he said, I believe that you can achieve whatever you put your mind down to. And he was a, um, a journalist for a magazine in his local area and he helped promote 
you know, um, opportunities for people with disabilities to achieve their, their um, goals and, and get those jobs that they wanted. And it's just a constant reminder that, you, you know, we're very lucky to have what we have and you, you must strive to aim, you must strive towards those things that you want in life because um, there are people, as I said, out there that, that struggle far more than, than you and I to get them. I love that. Yeah. Um, what about a book? You've spoken about writing your own book, which I think would be absolutely amazing. But have you read a book that's changed the way you think about something or changed your life even? I have to be honest. I was very bad at reading before I joined the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, I have to say, because I I never set aside time for myself to read unless I'm on holiday, on a plane, um, or bedridden, which touchwood doesn't happen often. Um, so I it's new to me and I, I do tend to listen to audio where I can because I find it easier. Um, but I have to say that one of the books that I read recently was um, a book that's written by someone that we mutually know actually, Charlie, and that is The Happiness Habits Transformation by Michelle Reeves. And if anyone that's listening to this um, podcast today is struggling with making a start at gaining clarity and, and, and sort of writing out your goals, obviously all of the tips that you put forward and all the training you put forward, Charlie, is absolutely amazing throughout. But I found that this book helped me gain clarity and sort of actually forced me to sit down and, and write my goals out in a very simplistic way. Um, so I really enjoyed the book and Michelle's very honest in telling you about her story and how she's got to where she is today. And as you know, I'm all about helping people and I found it really helpful. So that's one book that I've read recently that I thought, yes, I I'd definitely recommend it to anyone that wants to make a difference. Absolutely. I would too. Um, it's a brilliant book. And actually we bought it for my mum for Mother's Day um, just after Michelle bought it out and she absolutely loved it. So not even just business owners, but just anybody. Definitely. Definitely. I loved it. Happiness Habits by Michelle Reeves. It's absolutely brilliant. Go and check it out. Um, and my final question, what would be one piece of advice that you would pass on to a fellow entrepreneur? Obviously, there's lots of entrepreneurs who listen to this. So what's your one piece of advice, Lucy? My biggest bit of advice for everybody is do not listen to the negative Nellies that may surround you. Um, blimey. If, I, if I'd have listened to all of the negative Nellies surrounding me, then I probably, I probably wouldn't leave the house, let alone set up a business. No, um, everyone has different comfort zones and, and, and different desires in life and, and different goals and are doing different things, you know, um, and that's fair enough. But you are always going to have people that doubt what you're doing. Um, and, and that sometimes comes out in a really negative way. And they might not mean it, but um, I would say surround yourself with positive people, people that believe in what you're doing and just don't give up. Don't don't let those negative Nellies have an effect on you so much so that you give up your dreams and your aspirations. Um, you might have an idea that sounds really wacky and you don't think anyone's going to like. It doesn't matter. Just It's your dream. It's your baby. You know, just just keep going. 
I absolutely love that, Lucy, and I totally agree. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you so that they can come and follow your journey. Where can everyone find you? Of course, of course. So you can um, find us on our website, www.anylittlething.co.uk. We are on Facebook, Any Little Thing Limited, and Instagram, but we mainly use Facebook, I would say. And uh, if you're a mum and would be interested in joining the community of like-minded mums, um, supporting each other through the good times and bad times of parenthood, then you can find um, me at Mums Alphabet of Life, which is on Facebook, and Mums Alphabet of Life on Instagram. Thank you so much, Lucy. You have been fabulous. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. <laughs>